Peter Moody, how are you? Morning, Chuck. Ben, how are you, boys? Fit and well. Um, a, a, a champion racehorse or a very, very good racehorse, they have to be that... They've got to be something a bit better than the others. There's got to be a reason why they're better than the others. This horse is a stayer, and what everyone is saying, and I think they're, they're bang on the money, this horse, the further they go, the further he seems to get away from them. He gets to them, and then he just... He, he, he demolishes them, and then he goes further and further ahead. We, we're seeing it time and time again, and it was a great example yesterday. Yeah, listen, there's no doubt he's got a unique ability, uh, and I think he's still learning all about it and so are we somewhat and uh, the exciting thing is we probably none of us know where the ceiling is uh the, the horse included really mm. um he hasn't looked overly comfortable in his three group one wins down here uh and i think that's his physical makeup that probably makes him look that bit uncomfortable and you know he sort of toes out and sort of knock kneed in front and uh, you know you, you see him extend on straight parts of the track, not so much mm. corners and short straights, but the further he gets into a straight line, like he'd be at, you'd think he'd be a great horse on those English tracks at, uh, uh, you know, not so much Royal Ascot, but uh, maybe at Newmarket and that where you got those, uh, you know, dog leg mile and a half and that where he continued to build, where he seems to lose momentum and hit flat spots going around turns probably both directions, but when he gets into a flat straight stretch of ground, he really extends and puts his races beyond uh, doubt, really. Pete, that was just a spectacular moment, I think, in racing history yesterday. Is the Cox Plate definitely off the table? I know it was a plan plan B or plan C in case you know something happened to go wrong in the lead-up to the Caulfield Cup, but there's, there's zero thought of backing him up in the Cox Plate straight to the Melbourne Cup? Well, listen, I haven't spoken to Connections regarding that. Uh, Steve and I spoke briefly last night, and, uh, you know, the, the Caulfield Cup was always his sole target and anything else was a bonus. We kept him in the Cox Plate in case something happened, sort of heading towards yesterday, and we needed another race up our sleeve. Uh, and that was probably the only reason he's still in the Cox Plate. So I would say extremely doubtful that uh, he would take his place. And, and just looking at him this morning, it's the first time that the, the runs jaded him a little bit. Um, he's still bright and alert, but he's a little bit flatter than he had been off the back of his last two. So I would suggest that the last thing he needs to do is go to the races again in seven days. I suppose, well, then we go to the Melbourne Cup, and I suppose that the burning question, which will be answered sooner than later, is what penalty does he get? What range do you think it'll be? Well, listen, I don't know. Greg Carpenter's, you know, unbelievably good at his job, and we were all a little bit critical and surprised when he gave him so much weight off the back of his McCarthy win. You know, uh, we thought we were going into the Cups with maybe 53 and 54 on our back end, that was 55 and a half. Um, I'd probably take great heart from the fact that Very Elegant only got penalised a half a kilo last year and she beat an Epson Derby winner. Mm. Now, with all due respect to non-conformists, he's a bloody good horse and I'd love to have him in my backyard, but he's no Epson Derby winner. So I think you've got to respect that. And then remembering in 17 days' time, if we are in the Melbourne Cup, he's taking on the reigning cup champion in Twilight Payment and uh, another invader in Spanish Mission, which comes with very good European form. So he's got to be, you know, he's got to be seen to be giving the the opposition that he's been trouncing a chance to level up. But at the same time, he's got to be seen to be giving him a chance to defeat the horses that have been there and done it or, or have done it at a better level than he being Twilight Payment and Spanish Mission. So it's going to be a juggling act. But uh, 
I respect Greg's opinion and I quite often seek his opinion uh, on various matters. So I'm sure he'll get it right. Uh, more important and forefront in my mind is the horse's well-being. And I need to see him bounce back over the next week to 10 days to tell me that he's going to go to the Melbourne Cup in as good a order as he has his last three. Otherwise, he won't be there. He'll be in the paddock. Can you, can you just give us a little bit of a, an insight into your relationship with Steve Tregay? Did, did you have much to do with him when you were in Queensland? Obviously, you speak to him a lot now. And, and that's a wonderful element to this story as well, isn't it? I mean, in Queensland, we, we sort of feel like the horse is still a Queenslander almost, you know? Oh, well, and, and so you should. You know, he's a great representative of Queensland, Toowoomba and the Darling Downs and, and what product the Darling Downs can throw out. And you've only got to look at recent times up there. You've had, a, you know, a golden slipper winner and capitalist. Just, you know, that's one off the back of my mind. And a lot of good horses for many, many decades have come off that unbelievable country up there. And, and it's great to see it represented again at, at this level. Uh, my relationship with Steve, I suppose it was probably one of always mutual respect and understanding uh, of seeing him around the yearling sales and racetracks the length and breadth of Queensland uh, the last few decades. Uh, and, um, you know, we've never had a personal relationship, but we've always uh, managed to pull up, say good day, shake hands and have a yarn whenever we've come across one another. And that probably, you know, mutual respect probably went a long way towards me being able to help uh, Bray and Ozzy secure an interest in incentivise and ultimately the horse landing in my stables because I, I don't know, you'd have to ask Steve, I know there was probably a few people knocking on his door looking to do something with this horse and, and rightly so and uh, I was a fortunate enough one to uh, be able to secure and I wouldn't say put together the deal but be a part of that and, and, uh, and have him arrive in my yard so I'm certainly grateful for that and uh, and I think Steve and his team and family up there uh, at Windermere and, and at Clifford Park should be extremely proud of the job, uh, you know, the way they've brought this horse on. And, and I've been the beneficiary of that and, uh, you know, been able to take him through to these three group ones over the last sort of six-week period. We know you're busy this morning. We'll let you go. Just in closing, though, uh, I suppose it's a case of you never say never. I mean, you <coughs> walked away from training four or so years ago and here you are winning a Caulfield Cup yesterday. Uh, unbelievably gratifying, David. You know, um, you know. I, have I got a chip on my shoulder over what happened four years ago? I haven't got a chip on my shoulder. I've got a bloody mountain block on my shoulder over what happened four years ago. So, <laughs> shit, I think I deserved that yesterday and I deserve a lot more. That's, but that's not going to happen. But let's not take away from this great horse and the job he did. Uh, but it was very, very gratifying. Um, People suggested that I hadn't won one of the majors and that left a hole in my resume. There's only one hole in my resume. The fact is that I had to walk away from racing. So anything I get now is a bonus. But I'm incredibly proud to be involved with a horse like this and he's got a fine record and let's hope we can build on it and have a few more days like yesterday. Well, you've got plenty of accolades. I want you to give one before you go. I want you to give an accolade to your favourite fan, Desley Forster. She trained a treble last Saturday for a small team she's got. That's a big training effort. Uh, phenomenal, Desley, and uh, she was one of the first to congratulate me, as I hope I was the previous week when she did train that treble, and I certainly wish her the very best of luck uh, heading into the big one uh, down in Sydney in a few weeks' time, a chapter and verse, I think it is. Have I got that uh, right? Apache Chase, Apache Chase. Apache Chase, I always stuff them up, sorry, <laughs> apologies. Good so idea. I wish her and the team the very best of luck up there. She does a great job, Des, and, uh, and um, you know, really uh, hope that horse uh, does a proud uh, you know, next week, uh, as I'm sure it will. Good to talk again. Thanks for your time.
Cheers, boys.